Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Rundown presented by the Minnesota Daily. I'm your host, Nolan O'Hara. There's been a lot of news this week with the men's basketball team, including a few games we need to catch up on, so I'm here with our basketball beat reporter, A.J. Condon. A.J., how's it going? Well, it's good to be back on the podcast, but um, if you're a basketball fan, you realize that it has not been the best uh, past few games, so I say we dive into this and get it over with. (laughs) <laughs> right, for sure. I mean, yeah, for Gophers fans, they haven't been too pleased over this last trio of games. All losses against Northwestern, Nebraska, and Penn State. Um, and, you know, if you've been keeping up on Big Ten basketball, uh, you know it's, you know, arguably the best conference in the country. This is kind of a down year for the ACC. The Big Ten's really tough. Um, but it's not because of these three teams the Gophers just lost to, that's for sure. Um and now that's six in a row for Minnesota. Uh, they're 13-13 and 13 on the season. Um, I know, you know, we've been talking a little bit about it, texting back and forth during these last couple games, but we've seen some of the same problems. But for you, what stood out most um, over these last three games where the Gophers just haven't been able to get a win? Yeah, um, something I've noticed and uh, something that Coach Patino talks a lot about is it's the injuries um, that the Gopher team has. That that they have had happen to them over the past um, past week and a half, and obviously it's not a uh, excuse that anyone can use. But when you look into the problems, um, it, it's pretty hard for this team to kind of come back from that. So starting off, uh, Gabe Kelshuer, um last pr- play of practice, he jammed his finger and ultimately broke his hand. Um, and last night after the game, Patino kind of noted that Gabe probably won't be returning this season. Um, moving on from that, Liam Robbins has been dealing with an ankle injury that he was trying to play through. Um, it was clear to fans watching the game that he just wasn't his normal self, um, and he's missed the past three games because of that. So right there, that's two starters that have been out of the lineup. Um, and then Brandon Johnson was dealing with a finger injury. He finally gets healthy from that and then re-aggravates his ankle that has pretty much been he's been dealing with his whole career. Um, so he's pretty much our third starter that's been out. And then Booth Gotch coming off the bench, uh, probably their best guard coming off the bench with uh, Trey and Jamal in the lineup now. Uh, he's being bothered, too, by a uh, foot injury. So the injuries are just all around. Um, Patino's hoping that the guys can get healthy before uh, this final game and the Big Ten tournament. Um, but besides the point of something they can't always control, there's things that they can control. And that's been the three-pointers that uh, – I know we love to text about, and we can't wait to talk about it on the podcast because that has been a serious problem, and it has been all season. Uh, so that's not entirely different. Um, these injuries have also not helped the rebounding issues. Gabe being the best perimeter defender, he's not there to box out, not having a seven-footer um, in the paint to grab rebounds. So they've been getting killed on the glass. And then with three starters out, uh, there's not much scoring besides Carr. I mean, he had 41 in that game, and they still can't even beat um, – Nebraska so it's been a tough it's been a tough stretch for sure yeah the uh the Liam injury was especially evident last night you know they were just getting killed on the glass by Penn State and uh it just seems like yeah it seems like nobody else was really making the effort to close out to grab boards um you know like we said we love we love to talk about the three-point shooting you know they pulled up the stat on the broadcast last night Right at the beginning of the game. Right at the beginning of the the game. They didn't even wait for him to shoot a three. It was perfect. 330th in the league in in percentage, and they shoot 20th most in the league. Um, So, yeah, like you said, those have been some of the problems. And, uh, 
They still are not getting sorted out here, and there's only one game left in the regular season before the Big Ten tournament. Um, Looking at where the team's now, you know, six-game losing streak. We know what they did in the beginning of the season. I mean, what are your expectations for the Big Ten tournament, and what what are we looking at here the rest of the way? Yeah, so one game left against the Rutgers. Um, it's hard for me to think that the Gophers can kind of turn things around and beat them. They've already lost the two Rutgers once, and that was at home, which we've talked about before. They're a different team at home, um, not as of late, but they already lost the Rutgers, and I don't really see much changing um, in that game uh, on the road. So then we move into the Big Ten tournament, and I saw a, a graphic about the Big Ten tournament and I don't know how much has changed from it, but it looks like we're going to be playing Nebraska and kind of like a play-in round. Um, and then I believe we'd have to play Wisconsin and then Iowa, um, which, I mean, if we can even get past Nebraska, uh, playing against Wisconsin, who handled us pretty well early in the season, would be a very tough um, get. So it's not looking great. Um, it it does look like the season's coming to a quick end. Um, it just It's sad to see because of how they played so well at the beginning of the season. We thought... We're going to have a little March Madness fun, and um, over this past six games, it's just the hope has just been going down. So it's kind of sad to see, but um, Trey, yeah, Trey Williams last night in the postgame conference said that they are a, team, a good enough team to win the Big Ten tournament. So that is some hope there. I don't know for sure if that's going to happen, but there's some hope uh, left in this team. That's um, that's quite the take there by, by Trey Williams. Um. Looking at it, I mean, they certainly haven't played good enough to win the Big Ten tournament in these last six, and they'd need to step up um, a lot before then. And I mean, speaking of that too, you know, I mean, the, the NCAA tournament, I mean, their hopes are pretty much entirely gone at this point. Um, even if they beat Rutgers and win the Big Ten tournament, I mean, as unrealistic as that is, would that even be enough? I mean, they got a couple, they have some top wins. I mean, if they won the Big Ten tournament, they'd have some more top five wins. Um, is there any chance at all they they could come out and somehow make the tournament? So the only thought I have is if you win the if you win one of the conference tournaments, you usually are already in the tournament because the best teams in the ter- in the conference, or even not even the best, but the teams that win their conference tournaments are ones that are already in the tournament i would be very surprised if minnesota first off won it i mean i think we'd both be blown away be pretty shocked for sure but i feel like they'd have to be um put into the tournament just because they have a conference tournament win um i just don't know what would happen then first round of the tournament i don't even know where they would be ranked i can't imagine they'd be higher than a 10 seed just from what we've seen these past six games i mean they lost to two of the worst teams in the big 10 and they're slowly becoming one of the worst teams in the big 10 um, but winning the conference tournament, I feel like, has to be an automatic um, entry point. So as unlikely that it is to happen, I think that would get them the ticket that the tourney. W- that would be kind of the perfect way to cap this season, right? Like they start out and, you know, up and down, and then they, they beat Iowa, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, and then they completely fall apart and then come around and, and win the Big Ten tournament that would be like the perfect uh perfect way to describe this like that would just be so fitting for this team especially since all the games would be played away from the barn where they have yet to pick up a win they're 0 and 10 away from the barn um and to win four or five games in a row um against some really good teams i mean like you said one of the best conferences if not the best uh the big 12 has been given a little bit of a pushback they have uh, some pretty solid teams there too but yeah that would be insane um, I know we'd love to see it. That would make me 
so happy. Uh, but then it would get into the, is Patino staying then? And I know we're about to get into that, but if, if Patino can somehow wiggle his way in to the tournament, does he just stay on with his contract? Would That would be something interesting to look at. That would be interesting to look at. And, yeah, like you said, we're, we're going to get into that as well because there's been a lot of rumors about Richard Patino lately. Um, we've seen, you know, articles in the Star Tribune. We saw tweets from Henry Lake with sources telling both of them that Patino is most likely on his way out after the season. Um, Patino recently spoke to that, said he has a good relationship with Mark Coyle. Doesn't seem super concerned about it, although the Nebraska game, was that the one where it was a little bit um, It was a little bit longer than usual to get on the yeah, meeting I mean, call? Yeah, I I remember texting you, um, and I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. It, it usually takes like... 10 minutes, I'd say, for the interviews to start. Um, and, yeah, it took about 20, 25 minutes. And I was texting you. I go, I don't really know what's going on in the interviews right now. Um, but, yeah, Patino finally came on. Um, he had a long talk with his uh, with the team in the locker room, which he didn't get into any detail with, with really. He said that. Um, but, yeah, that definitely rose some flags. And then Henry Lake tweeted out. Um, his tweet was a little misleading. I, I was talking to a friend about this, and we were a little confused on what it meant. We thought that probably should have double read what he tweeted out first with something that's that big of news and him being the first one. But to our understanding, uh, Patino was going to finish out the season but wouldn't return uh, to Minnesota the following year. And then obviously uh, Marcus Fuller, I think, had an article the next day. Um, But, yeah, a lot of info had started just uh, trickling out after that tweet by Henry Lake. Yeah, for sure. And, kind of yeah, it kind of was all sparked by that. I mean, aside from the Gophers just losing um, by that – you know, speech he gave the team at the end of the game, uh, delayed media availability there. Um, but what do you think? Do you think he's gone after this season? I mean, like he said, he came out and he said he had a good relationship with Mark Coyle, said that you know, like he understands the expectations, but he does un- also said he'd understand there's going to be tough decisions to be made. Um, and then the kind of the other question is the buyout. I think it's a million and a half that uh, – that he would have to be paid if they chose to fire him on top of whatever salary they end up paying a new coach. I mean, looking kind of at all of those circumstances, do you see him being fired after the season, assuming it ends pretty quick here? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors um, to look at, especially in the year we just had with the pandemic and the athletic department and other issues they had having to let go some sports. So there's obviously a financial part um, that you have to look into this with the buyout and a new salary. but I think he is most likely out. Um, I mean, he's been on the hot seat for a few years. I mean, mostly just with the fans, but people have been asking for Patino to be gone um, for a while now. And he, he's in his eighth season, um, and he's done well. I, it's hard to complain about uh, making the tournament. But I just don't think that he's proven enough that he's a consistent coach to win a game. Um, and I think that was most evident this year when, like, we were a top 15 team, um, before like January 15th, there was that game against Michigan. Uh, and we were just, or they were just a completely different team uh, coming off that week break when the Nebraska game was canceled. And I think Patino was kind of just on his last straw. Um, and so you, then you look at this buyout being, yeah, I think I heard it was also 1.5 million. Um, and it's really going to come down to financials. Is buying out Patino and signing a new guy, is that going to be too detrimental to the athletic department and their, um, and their expenses uh, compared to the revenue, but will it also will the revenue be increased because uh, their buyout and the guy they bring in 
um, improving this team. So there's a lot of factors that's going to go into it. Uh, and it's definitely going to be a tough decision just because of what Patino has done for this team. So all said and done, I do think he will not be the coach next season. Yeah, see, I'm leaning towards that too, but I think it was a couple weeks ago. I can't remember who wrote it, but somebody wrote a column in Star Tribune that was like, you know, fire Patino and then rehire him and just recall it like rebranding. Because, you know, he's still the youngest coach in the Big Ten, even though he's been here eight seasons. And I've kind of been wondering too, like, does it make a difference? If they fire him and bring somebody else in, like, what difference does it make? Is Patino really the problem? I almost think I saw I saw a tweet that I was kind of glad I saw because it was something I thought, too. Was this team just, like, overachieving in the beginning of the season when they beat Iowa, when they beat, you know, Michigan? Were they ever that good, or was it just kind of a fluke and then they started out good, and this is kind of the bad half of it? But I don't think they're this bad as they have been the last six games but I don't think they were ever really good enough to beat Iowa or Michigan. Yeah, um, I also don't think Patino's a full problem either. I mean, the players are the ones that are on the court, um, and they're the ones not making open threes. I mean, Patino, as much practice as Patino puts them through, they're still not making these open shots. They're not boxing out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's obviously not the full problem. And I also do look back because this team has looked just so different um, in that Michigan and Iowa game. And – I kind of look at the Big Ten, and, like, I look at other teams, though, other bad teams that are beating these ranked teams, and it's just like a – it's consistent throughout the Big Ten that unranked teams at home can upset teams, uh, can upset ranked teams. So, And you clearly saw what happened when they were on the road against Michigan and Iowa. It was just not a fun game to watch one bit. I mean, it it was even tough to watch at some points. So I definitely do think that they were overachieving um, this year at the beginning of the season. And it's kind of funny, too, looking at the Big Ten. Maryland's the exact opposite of the Gophers. They started out terrible, and now they look great. They've won five in a row while the Gophers have lost uh, lost six in a row. Although I think Maryland did lose last night to Northwestern. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so exactly. A North a team like Northwestern um, was able to be at home, and they, uh, they yeah, they beat Maryland, who was on a hot streak. So it's just a weird conference the Big Ten is. Um, and I really don't think anyone understands it because I don't even think the teams understand it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, the Big Ten is tough. It seems like anybody can beat anybody at, at any given moment. And, you know, looking at this too, you know, if the Gophers do move on from Patino, I guess, you know, who, what are some names you think could be in the running? And, you know, like I said, well, you know, whoever they bring in, will it make any difference? You know, what can they, what can they do to try to turn this, this around if this season ends kind of as poorly as it's going right now? Yeah, I have a few names um, that I've obviously seen been floated around. Um, and three out of the four I'm going to talk about all of ties to Minnesota, which make them um, better candidates just because I feel like Minnesota likes staying in state um, and, try, and trying to like, keep the ties going. So Brian Ducher, um is the SDSU coach. Uh, he's been performing very well there. Um, he's made that program into a serious contender year after year. And he has ties to the U of M. Um, his father coached this team for 10 years. Um, moving into Nico Medved, he's the coach of Colorado State. Uh, right now, he was born in Minneapolis, and he was even the assistant coach for the team in the 2006-07 season. Uh, his name's been floating around. Um, Ryan Saunders, who we all know very f- uh, familiarly with the Timberwolves, he's in uh, contention for obvious reasons. I mean, he has NBA um, experience and an NBA experience with a Minnesota team. Um, obviously, his stint in Minnesota didn't go the best, but uh, bringing a guy in like that, he could have a lot better luck 
um, getting Minnesota recruits to actually stay in state, unlike uh, what Patino's been able to do. And then the last one's John Beeline. Um, this would probably be a really good hire just because of what Beeline was able to do with MSU. Um, and then he also has been in the NBA too. He was with the Cavs, um, and now he's in the booth right now. But if he has a decision to come back to basketball and college basketball, uh, Minnesota is a very intriguing place, and that could definitely be a um, a place that he wants to kind of try and forge into another dominant team like he was able to do at MSU. I don't entirely think that he would get close to it, but um, there's a lot of young talent on this team, and uh, Beeline could come in and really change things around. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of tweets about Beeline. I mean, you know, you're getting Gophers fans' hopes up here. This is not going to happen. That's all Minnesota. It's always like there's talk about the Twins signing a big free agent. Obviously, they had Donaldson. Um, but there's always talk about Minnesota making these big moves. Devin Booker in the off of the NBA, and it just never happens. But Minnesota fans love to cling on to it, so people are just going to keep doing it because they get clicks on the stories, they get people to listen, they get people excited. Um, and that's definitely what's going on with John Beeline right now. <laughs> For sure, we got to get people to listen to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, title, John Beeline coming to the coast. Yeah, that, that'll be the title of this article, Beeline to the uh, to, to the Gophers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, assuming it's anyone who's, you know, not John Beeline, um, what are the odds? Like people, it seems like people's biggest problem with Patino isn't even so much his coaching or you know what he's doing on the court, what he's doing in practice. It's that he can't keep recruits in Minnesota. You know, Hurt didn't stay here. You know, you didn't have Jalen Suggs. I mean, I'm gonna assume Chet Holmgren's not staying home. You know, it's just like they they can't ever keep these top recruits in Minnesota, which no other coach of the state really can you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. don't see, like, the if the best recruit in the country is from Michigan, they don't usually go to Michigan. They usually go to Duke. They usually go to North Carolina. The they Blue usually Bloods. go to, yeah, Kansas, Kentucky. I mean, I don't understand. I guess that seems to be the biggest problem with Patino. I mean, but th- it's not going to change if they bring somebody else in. Yeah, I think the, the biggest hope is with those other three guys I named is that they just have Minnesota ties, um, whether it's growing up here, going to the school, um, dad was the coach i think they're hoping that they'll be able to relate to the um to these high schoolers who are growing up in minnesota um and honestly of in one of the best states for um, high school basketball minnesota is they they produce um pros like very consistently it's a really good state and i think what um the gophers gopher fans at least are hoping that one of these new guys are able to connect with these guys better um and not saying chet holgram just because that'd be a little too soon he's probably gonna have his decision by the time patino's fired but hopefully in the future that they're able to get these in-state uh, players to say, because all you need is one and the domino effect um, will just keep on rolling. So I think that's the biggest hope that this new coach besides winning can also try to uh, keep in-state talents here. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, it would always be, it'd always be fun to see if you had like a Jalen Suggs or, a, you know, somebody like that playing here. Um, it's almost though. It's like, you almost feel like this program's just destined to be mediocre watching them over the years. Well, and the pro teams, the Timberwolves, who now have the worst um, franchise record across all major sports, kind of rubs off on the Gophers, too. Yeah, I mean, it was, who is it? I think I saw somebody else tweet, too, last night that was like, this is like one of the worst basketball years I've ever seen um, between the two teams. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a tough. I feel bad for um, all those basketball fans out in Minnesota. I mean, I, honestly, switch to high school right now. There's a lot of talent there. 
and you aren't getting much from from the pros and from the college right now so there are some good high school teams out there for sure so that might be the uh that might be the route to go um can they got them all streamed now with uh with covid so uh, you know that might be the way to to go instead of trying to keep up with these two teams that are um causing really nothing but misery yep exactly (gasps) but you know the gophers they have one game left this saturday um I'll be there for that one. Uh, you know, they they need a win if they want to have any kind of uh, any kind remote of chance. <laughs> remote chance. I, I don't think there is a chance at this point, but if they if they still believe there is a chance to make the tournament, it needs to start on Saturday with a win. Um, you know, what do, what do you think you saw? What did you see in that last Rutgers game that, you know, you think might stand out, um, might be some keys for the Gophers to come out with a win? Um yeah, I guess overall, kind of, what have you seen from Rutgers this year? Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest questions I do I have is about the Minnesota team, and it's it's their health. Um, it's going to be very important to see who's going. Um, if Liam's back, if Brandon, if Booth, if they're back from their their um, injuries, so that's my biggest question. Um, but then I look at these guards uh, that Rutgers have. Um, Geo Baker just uh, won Big Ten Player of the Week this past week. Um, and around the board with Ron Harper and Jacob Young, they have height against uh, the Gopher guards. And that's been something that's been troubling them. I mean, you have Trey Williams, um, Jamal Mashburn, and Marcus Carr. Those are three pretty short guys. Um, so the the Rutgers are definitely going to have height on our on our starting guards. Um, and then Miles Johnson at the center position, he's second in the Big Ten just behind Liam Robbins uh, with blocks per game. I think he's at 2.6. Robbins at 2.7, I believe. Um, so having Robbins, Robbins would be very uh, important just to have a presence in the um, in the paint to kind of match Miles Johnson, both on the offensive and defensive side. Um, the Gophers have definitely missed Liam rebounding, but also just his shot presence. Um, when, when guards are able to get past these Gopher defenders, you have a seven-footer that's sitting in the paint who averages 2.7 blocks a game and recently has been getting four to five a game. So... Um, I mean, even in that Illinois game when he was hobbling around, he had four blocks in the first half. Yeah, and they were early too. So, yeah, um, I really hope that Robbins isn't coming back still injured because when he was, you could tell. Um, he just wasn't 100%. And Yeah, he looked rough against yeah. Illinois. And then even Brandon Johnson this past game, um, Richard Patino pulled him out early, and Brandon wanted to keep going. I mean, he's a competitor. Uh, and Patino just wasn't able to pull the trigger with him because he just wasn't looking like himself. He wasn't able to close out on his, on his um, defenders as well. So if the Gophers are able to get a little more healthy before this game on Saturday, it would be very important because without these, without these starters, um, it's going to be very hard for a team to beat anyone, but let, let alone the Rutgers, who are around the middle of the pack in the Big Ten. For sure, yeah. Um yeah, it'll be a it'll be a tough game, obviously for the Gophers. I don't think there's any games coming too easy at this point. Nope, not at all. Um, it, it, we've seen the last six games, <laughs> and this is the last one of the regular year. So this is our last chance to do some predictions. Um, assu- assuming we don't get one in here before the Big Tens, but so do you have any predictions for this game? And what do you think the final score is going to be? Yeah, so I think our, my last prediction, I actually got right with that Purdue game. You did. One possession game coming down to the last possession. Um, I'm not even close to as confident in this one, uh, mostly because I don't know what gopher team we're going to see. Um, but if I'm going to go off the past and um, 
kind of the trends that I've been seeing is the Gophers are going to lose. It's going to be by double digits. Um, and what's going to happen is they're going to have a good first half, and they honestly might even be winning after that. Um, but they're just not going to be able to close out the game because that's what that's what I've been seeing. I've been seeing them be – they can put together good stretches. Um, that's not a question at all, but the problem that Patino um, has consistently said is they can't play a full 40 minutes. Uh, I think we've talked about on top of the three-pointers every podcast, I think we've also talked about that on every podcast because that's just what um, – that's just what this team is has been doing. So for a final score, I'm going to go 78-67 um, with Rutgers on top. For sure. I uh, I don't know. I'm going to throw out. I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to be an optimist. 73-71 Gophers. Wow, close. Um, I mean, if they win, it is definitely going to be a close game. Yeah, that, I think so too. Um I don't know if I really believe that. I still think I still think I'm going to go into that thinking Rutgers is going to win. <laughs> um, but we're going to throw that out there for this this podcast. I like but, the optimism. You know, you got to try to give get some optimism out there. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, last game of the year, and then we'll have the Big Tens coming up. That'll solidify seating um, once those last couple games get rounded up, and we'll have a. This is going to be a fun tournament to watch. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll definitely have a preview um, of whoever the Gophers end up playing that first round. But I'm very excited to watch because um, I have zero idea who's going to come out on top. I mean, there's even some teams uh, lower in the ranks. Like a team like Purdue, like they can get hot. Um, the only problem is Michigan is one of the best teams in the country right now. But that game against Illinois, they didn't even have Ayo Desumu, Um And they beat Michigan by 20 points. So this tournament could go in any which way, and I'm so ready for it. Because it right. sets up the March Madness, which is going to be even better. So There's some exciting ones. I mean, you think about, like, if you see, like, an Illinois-Iowa or a Michigan-Iowa yeah. or a Michigan-Illinois, like, those are all going to be really uh, tough games. And, I mean, those should be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, even Michigan State's starting to get a little hot. They they, they took down Ohio State right. um, about a week ago. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun tournament. And I really can't wait because I don't know how long the Gophers will be in it, but I will definitely be – invested the whole time yeah yeah who knows how long that'll be um but worried about my schoolwork that week (laughs) and the rest of the month honestly (laughs) there's not gonna be oh mark (laughs) it's gonna just make it easier i was already i already used to just watch basketball while i'd be in class you know just have it on my phone or just have it on my laptop and now it's gonna be even so much easier that it's all over zoom and it's all day too it's all day i mean i remember back in high school we'd have three computers laid out three different games uh, March Madness is the best time, and I'm so sad we lost on it last year, and that's why I think this year is going to be so much better because these players lost out on the best tournament, and they're going to be they're going to be excited to get back on that court. So right, excited. I remember in high school, I'd either go to the computer lab or I'd sit in the bathroom on my phone and yep. be watching games. So I'm definitely looking forward to not having to do any of that and just have it going while I'm while I'm watching class at the same time. I can watch a basketball game in class. So I'm I'm looking forward to that and it'll be a it'll be a good month for sure. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was it was fun to have you here. It was good to get another podcast in and uh, yeah, best of best of luck watching the rest of these Gophers games this year. Yeah, thanks for having me and I gotta throw that back that luck right back at you for this. Right, because I'm gonna be watching this Rutgers you're, you're game. You're covered for me, so I appreciate that. For sure. Well, thank you and yeah, have a good one. In other news, the Gophers volleyball team postponed its series against number 19 Ohio State on March 5th and 6th due to health and safety concerns within the Minnesota program. 
second straight series Minnesota has been forced to postpone after last weekend's series against Michigan was postponed as well due to health and safety concerns within the Michigan program. Gophers women's hockey team is prepping for the WCHA final face-off where they'll play Wisconsin on Saturday. If they win, they will advance to play the winner of Minnesota Duluth and Ohio State on Sunday. That's all for this week. Be sure to check our website, mndaily.com, for more coverage and tune in again next week to get the weekly rundown on all things Gopher Sports. Thanks.